Warning, Marriage on the Rocks provides unfiltered, unconventional, and sometimes unwelcomed relationship advice. Seth and Crystal are certified relationship coaches who have adopted specific methods that work very well for them. Your results may vary. Hey everyone, welcome to our 84th episode of Marriage on the Rocks. I'm Crystal. And I'm Seth. Every week we have a drink with our discussion. And this week we are having, it's called a 19th century. Yeah. Hopefully everybody watched the video. Yes. Yesterday. Yeah. So Seth shared, or we shared a, Seth made a a video of how to actually make it. So Mm -hmm. hopefully you guys will be able to enjoy one with us. So is that, should we use that as a ploy? So we're not going to tell you what's in the drink. You got to go watch the video. Sure. Yeah. I guess so. What if we made the video of how to make the drink exclusive to the Speakeasy Facebook group? Oh, yeah, that's and true. And so you had to join the group to watch the video. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that so, let's see if that works. So join our Speakeasy group, and yeah. you'll be able to see Seth making this 19th century. I'll tell you what's in it. It's got. Well, we're featuring the Bullet Bourbon. Yeah. All month, so of course it's got Bullet Bourbon in it. Mm-hmm. It's also got white chocolate liqueur. It's got fresh lemon juice. And it's got a sweet red wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's awesome. It is. It reminds me of the um, chocolate cake shot. That's kind of what it tastes like to me. I've I only had that that once. I don't know if I remember the... Oh, really? I remember there was something lemon in it. I'm like, how the hell do you get chocolate cake with lemon? Yeah, because it's like... It's not even lemon in it. It's the lemon uh, bite after mm-hmm. you take the shot. Is what makes it taste like chocolate cake. Yeah, I guess it's. You can definitely t- taste the chocolate in it, especially in the aftertaste, mm-hmm. which is weird because it's red and you see a lemon and you would not think that that's that's how it tastes. What it would taste like? It's freaking good. I know you would think like more like raspberry. Yeah, it'd be, yeah, it'd be a raspberry, more citrusy. Yeah. Type. It's good. Uh huh. It's really very good. good. You can't even taste the bourbon at all. No, not, not at, at all. all. So uh-huh. even if you're like, oh, I don't like bourbon or or scotch or whiskey. Oh, this is a d- this, definitely yeah. a drink that anybody like. I would say women, if you you know like the more fruitier mm-hmm. type sweeter drinks, this is definitely a good drink. But it's also a good drink for it's dudes got bourbon too. In it, yeah, so a dude can drink it too. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. good. It's really good. I like yeah, it a lot. Very good. So this hey, week, hey, huh? It's pretty good. <laughs> Shut up, Brad. <laughs> so this week we're gonna be talking about adulting. Um, specifically, you're not adulting if you're doing fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I grew up thinking that, you know, when you become an adult, you start acting like an adult. And unfortunately, now that I have become an adult, you were wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Yeah, <laughs> I was so wrong. And there's so many people that can't get their shit together mm-hmm. and don't, Adult, I guess. Grow up. Yeah, grow the f up. Really, I, I hate the word adulting. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. I can't stand that word. Uh-huh. What What was the thing you were saying about the term? That adulting mostly, implies what? Oh, uh, that it's that it's adulting implies a, that it's a choice. Yeah, that it is a choice. Yeah, that's that it, it's yeah. not a natural progression. Right. That it's a choice to be. Yeah, an like adult. you're choosing to act like an adult. Yeah. When. Yeah, I mean, and I was the same way. I mean, and I'm still, I'm still amazed as I get older 
and still just think that, you know, even going back, being a teenager, like, oh, I think I think people, once they get out of college, they just, they really get their shit together. And it's like, you pass that age, and you're like, nope. And it's like, well, okay, maybe once they get married, they get their shit together. It's like, nope. <laughs> well, maybe once they have a family, nope. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe once they're in their mid-30s, they're, they're going to be fine. Because I remember watching the show 30-something, and oh, I think they were kind of train wrecks a little bit, yeah. but... I thought it was, you know, dramatized for TV. Right. Nope, they don't get it together then. It's like, okay, well, maybe when you're in your 40s, and and I'm at the point now where, you know, I see people, you know, either through professionally or through connected to me in various ways that, like, you're you're on the back nine of life, and you still have not figured out how the fuck to act like an adult. I know. And it's like, how how are you... How did you make it this far? And have you just no intentions of ever doing that. And I don't mean like the perpetual Peter Pan thing of, well, I'm young at heart. No, yeah. you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> Not that you're young at heart. You are completely immature for your age. Uh-huh. And I know people at 50s, 60s that it's like, you you just, you're never going to have your shit together. Oh, I know. Ever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ever. Ever. <laughs> but before we, I guess, dig any deeper into the, this... Um, Seth has his, Seth has his, uh, my positive post positive of the week. Positive post of the week. pa This one. I thought that was a note for me for a second. I was like, what are you trying to tell me? <laughs> if you constantly have to tell someone the same exact thing about how you feel and they don't change it, understand that they don't respect you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and R E R E S C T. That's what it means to me. <laughs> You're a dork. <laughs> I mean, that that's one of those things. And, and this applies to any facet of life, not just your relationship. It applies to your friendships. It applies to your job, your superiors, whoever. If you're constantly voicing what should be changed and nobody's changing their behavior or doing things that at least meet you halfway, they, they don't respect how you feel about no, it. No, I know. It's, it, it's sad. I mean, I've had to, I've had to deal with that in my life, mm-hmm. personally, and I, now I realize that those people didn't respect me mm-hmm. or what I respect what I believed. Yep. And, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not a cool feeling <laughs> at all. But realize that you you have to understand and move on with your life. And if it means moving on without those people that don't respect you, that's a good thing. Yeah. A really good thing. So, yeah. Um, adulting. Uh, you know what I was thinking? Like when, well, you know, when we were talking about, about it just a second ago, is you and I becoming old Mm -hmm. together growing old and becoming old people (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you getting irritated at all of the old people and i'm talking like when we're in our 70s and (laughs) 80s you know and you being like what the hell why can't he get his shit together it's been how many years right yeah and i just see you complaining about it Mm -hmm. oh yeah i I do too i mean Mm -hmm. i will yeah, I, I get it, it, and it's, you know, it's one of those things where I, I can look now at people I know, and I'm like, if you live to make it that long, yeah, 
I'm going to be so irritated that you still don't do what you're supposed to do to take care of yourself, to, you know. Because when I'm 80, I'm going to expect my other 80-year-old friends to bring the best version of their 80-year-old self. Yeah. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah. And I have people now in my life that are in their 30s and 40s that don't even bring the best version of themselves. So I'm right. like, there's yeah. no fucking way they're going to figure it out by then. I think that, unfortunately, well, I think that your ex- expectations are too high. <laughs> Um, I mean, you don't really expect them to. It's for them. It's not for me. Yeah, you hope you would hope that they would. Yeah, would get it together for their own good. Mm-hmm. But really, I don't. I, don't I have a feeling it. I'm going to be at a lot of funerals as I get older. Going, fucking told you so. <laughs> That's not or, nice. Uh, you were wrong. <laughs> yeah, I know. Unfortunately, um, but. So, yeah, we wanted to talk about, like I said, specifically, you're not adulting if you're doing X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And one thing specifically, and we've had, we have had an episode on, on uh, family, your, and your relationship before. The family ties. Uh, a very popular episode. We've had oh, a yeah. ton of listens on really it. Really It was from our episode. first year. So uh, and we've had a lot of feedback from it. Like, yeah, we still a get A lot of people talking yep. about it, saying, wow, that was a really mm-hmm. good episode. I think that it really it hits home with a lot of oh, people. Yeah. Uh-huh. But with your family, you need to be able to, to make sure that your new life with your partner and your own family... Um, is is more important than yeah. your family that you came from, your family of origin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you should. Yeah, if you if you are at a point where your family is a higher priority than your partner, that's a sign of relationship and emotional maturity that you haven't reached yet. Mm-hmm. To where you are not leaving the nest all the way, you're not you know launching as well as you should. And you're cultivating, or your family's cultivating, this safety net for you mm-hmm. that you can fall back on. And so you may be wondering, well, what do you mean? Those are the people that run back to mommy and daddy every time they get in a fight with their partner. Mm-hmm. These are the people, and, and I say run back metaphorically, but it also means literally as mm-hmm. well. Um, you know, we know people that get in fights and go spend the night at mommy and daddy's house. Yeah, That's not grown up no. at all. Uh-huh. You, you're not facing your challenges. You're not facing your relationship. And you're not facing your problems head on with your partner in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. You're running away. Mm-hmm. And it's not just that you're running away. You're regressing when you go back home from where you should have progressed from mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah. And I know people that are in their 40s that still do that. I know. And that's pathetic. Yeah. I don't know what other word to use. It is. It's very pathetic. And these people become way too dependent on on that, on being able to go back home to mommy and daddy. And like you said, you know, 30s and 30 and 40-year-olds are doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's like, grow the fuck up. Yeah. You know, you don't have to... Go to your parents. Well, I mean, what's going to happen when your parents aren't there anymore? Yeah. If you if you aren't ready for that, then don't get married. Mm-hmm. Live with your mommy and daddy. Be that loser. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not fine, but it's better than being married, I guess. Well, that's not adulting either, though. <laughs> yeah, we're going to get in that too, huh? Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, you, yeah, if you're 
relying on on your family of origin for all different things, you haven't adulted yet. Mm-hmm. You haven't stepped into adulthood. Right. And we're not talking about extreme cases like abuse and things like that. Mm-hmm. We're talking, right. you know, you get in a fight at the grocery store over paper plastic and you decide you're not staying in the same house with this person tonight. So you go to mommy and daddy's to teach them a lesson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you look super mature doing that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. I mean, and honestly, I I guess I don't have too much room to talk because I have had to go back to my parents' house at one point when I broke up with my ex. and But I went back with a plan to be able to get out, mm-hmm. too. Well, it was in... I'm trying to figure out the best way to say it. It was a temporary... It wasn't temporary. It was it was a um, oh what what's the word? It's a premeditated temporary action. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that oh I don't know how long I'll be here. I just got to get on my feet mm-hmm. type of move with no end in sight, and then you just lucked out and got out of there. Mm-hmm. It was premeditated that I'm going to get back here, spend X amount of time here, and then I'm out again. Mm-hmm. And you knew what that end time, time was, was, and what and you were doing everything to get to that, mm-hmm. and. I kind of allowed you to basically get financially responsible. I don't know if it's because you were financially responsible when we met, but I guess financially clear. Yeah, because I still had debt. Yeah, of your ex. Uh Um, And then you were ready to, you were getting to get your own place. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was like, well, there's no point in you getting your own place. Just Mm -hmm. go ahead and come with me and we'll share. Because we weren't engaged or anything. It was Mm -hmm. like, well, we'll share the the financial burden of renting this house. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, but you were going to go do all that on your own. Yeah. It wasn't this, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm going to move in with, with my parents for six months and six months turned into 10 months and 10 months turned into two years and two years turned into four years. And I mean, we know people that moved in with their parents after they got married, have been married, divorced, had children, had job chains and still live in mommy and daddy. Mm-hmm. And we're talking over, Ten years now, almost. Oh, yeah. Nine years. Yeah, long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's absolutely pathetic. It is. It really is. And you know, uh, you know what else I was thinking is, <laughs> I'm sure that a lot of people will get irritated when I when I say this, but not only your family, you know, is gonna be holding you back from adulting. But even roommates Mm -hmm. and getting into a roommate situation and not being able to live a life actually by yourself, too. You're not independent. Mm -hmm. And I think I've talked about that before, about women that are are like, well, I'm strong and independent. And it's like, well, no, you're not independent at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You, You say that when you're single. But just because you're single doesn't mean you're independent. Right. And that's I think that's ridiculous. You have a job and you're single does not qualify you to be independent. Mm-hmm. You're not financially independent. You have a roommate. You have family sending you money. You know, you're relying on all these other resources and sources to enable you to have the life that you're having. It's not 100% up to you. When you shoulder that entire process by yourself, that is true independence. And mm-hmm. sustain it. Mm-hmm. That's true independence. Yeah, I know. Uh-huh. You know, and with all of that, too, is people don't have a good 
they don't have a, a good grasp on their financial responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they don't know how to, how to live everyday life mm-hmm. and be financially responsible. Adulting is not going to the cash advance place every week or two. Mm-hmm. Adulting going is not pawn shop. yeah. Adulting is not having to go pawn all your stuff to get income because you can't decide what's more important to pay. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done it. Oh, so we, have we've I. both been there yeah. uh-huh. when we were young. Yeah, young and stupid. Yeah, young and stupid, but we learned from those mistakes. Those are mm-hmm. things you should not be doing in your thirties. No, those are not things you should be doing in your forties. And yet we still run into people that just haven't figured it out. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how, how have you not figured this out? What, what on God's green earth would tell you that getting brand new rims for your car is way more important than actually making sure your car is running? <laughs> yeah. So everybody can admire your beat up piece of shit in the parking lot of your shitty ass apartment with the rims on it. But it doesn't yeah. run or go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Great financial decision. Well, I know, and and we talked about that in our um, money and finance episode mm-hmm. of getting people that get a car that is nicer than the nicer than they the have. place that yeah, and and it doesn't matter that even the you know if your play if your car is you know piece of crap or whatever, if you had a, a house of your own mm-hmm. and the. Even a crappy house of, of of your own, yeah, that's better than having the nicest car mm-hmm. at an apartment community. and a shithole apartment. Yeah, and a shithole apartment. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that that's where you tend to see people people don't know how to prioritize, and they they de- they misvalue things in life. Yeah, and they just don't know how to do it. I mean, you dealt with it all the time working in property management. Oh, yeah. Big time. Uh-huh. A, a, when somebody paid their rent on time, they wanted a big fucking pat on the back. Mm-hmm. Which well, especially you, when it came, came to renewal yeah, time. Yeah, which you don't get. <laughs> Paying your bills is not going above and beyond. Mm-hmm. Paying no. your bills is the bare minimum that you should be doing as an adult or anybody that gets into a form of owing anybody anything. Yeah. That's not... You don't get a, oh, good job. You you weren't late one time this year? <laughs> That's like saying, hey, I made it 12 months without going to jail. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to do any of those things. Yeah. So. I know. And, and the other thing I, I hate about the term adulting is, is people say it like they're bragging. I adulted today. I got all my bills paid. You didn't fucking adult at all. <laughs> and you shouldn't brag about it. Yeah. You know? know, that's like being like, oh, I'm a fitness star. I had a salad for lunch. <laughs> I no, know. it's not that's how it true. works. Right. I know. That's funny, though. Like how I mean, people really do think that they that they've like really accomplished something off of something so small. Well, and bragging to everyone in a social media post about what you did today is the least adult thing that adults would do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. I mean, I, yeah. you know how I feel about that stuff anyway. I know. But uh-huh. that, it, it's just like, that's not, that's not even in the same ballpark of like what we talked about last week about confidence and tooting your own horn. Uh-huh. You know, paying your bills and not having your car repossessed and getting your car out of the tow lot or whatever it is you're, you're bragging about is not adulting. Yeah. Oh no! You know it's not. Uh huh. Went grocery shopping about two weeks worth of groceries today. I adulted. 
nope. <laughs> oh my gosh. You bought nutrition so you don't die. <laughs> That's surviving. Survival. It's not adulting. I know. Gosh. Well, so uh, another thing that I think is is really uh, a lot of people do this, and it's it's kind of sad, really. Mm-hmm. And they try to. I don't know, like reclaim their youth or something. And I, I think I've said it before, like um, on Napoleon Dynamite, Uncle Rico. Yep. And how he's like, back in my day, I could have went, you know, went to state and if they would have put me in football game, blah, blah, blah. But trying to like live in the past like that mm-hmm. is. Like I said, just sad. Yeah. Well, it keeps you from progressing. Yeah. You have to get past that. Mm-hmm. Move forward. I mean, you're... I know it sounds harsh, but I think I, you and I were just talking about this probably before we we started recording a few days ago, but I was saying that you should not look back and being... Your best times of your life should not be between the ages of 16 and 24. Mm-mm. Oh. And if it is, you've made some poor life decisions. Yeah. You have not adulted very well. No. <laughs> if the best times of your life were when you were an adolescent or a child. Yeah. And that's okay to have great fond memories to look back on. But, you know, if you yeah. find yourself that you've been in a rut for 25 years, you need to get out of that rut. That's oh, a totally gosh. different problem. I know. But you tend to see people that, you know, reclaiming their youth is a huge thing, living in the past. I mean, all trying to reclaim those glory days mm-hmm. or won't shut up about the glory days. Mm-hmm. Those, those are people that you're, you're not growing. You're not progressing. You're not getting out there. You're not maturing because you're so hung up on what did happen or what could have happened. Yeah. Yeah, I know. You know what else I, I throw into this one is, and I think I see a lot of women do it, and I think it's because maybe maybe it's just women that I have known and grown up with because they had kids at young ages. Mm-hmm. But the, because they had a child at a young age, they their kid is now, you know, starting to grow up and not, I guess, need mommy mm-hmm. as much as they would have in the beginning. And they're wanting to to live life and to... To be to go out and do fun things and on, go on girls' nights on the justification that I didn't get to experience this right exactly like they missed out on this huge chunk of what could have influenced them in a better direction or I don't know what they I mean just say it I didn't get to get fucked up enough I want to go out and get hammered and hit on <laughs> I know I mean just say it don't call it what it is it's yeah not, uh-huh. you're, you're not I mean. It's different than than somebody like that's like you know what I had the opportunity to take guitar lessons when I was you know sixteen and never did I'm, you know I'm forty five I want to learn how to play the guitar that's different that's totally yeah. different than being like well I had a baby and got married and I got to miss I, I was I was busy being a mom and a wife from the time I was nineteen till I was twenty seven and and now that my child's in school I deserve this. Uh-huh. No, you don't. Yeah. Well, and I think that I think a lot of the time it happens when people get divorced too. Yeah. Um, or they're on the verge for a divorce. Mm-hmm. Or, or that they causes are, the divorce. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're 
they're feeling like they missed out. And so then they start going out and stuff and they're like, oh my gosh, I did miss Mm -hmm. out on all of this. And then now I need to leave my husband because I'm... I, I missed out on so much life that I could have lived when the truth is you didn't miss out on shit. Yeah. It's almost like you want the reward for being a responsible parent, spouse, and cohabitator. Your reward is to pretend that none of that happened mm-hmm. and get to go out and act single. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's just so ass backwards. And, and you hear a lot of times women kind of put that on the men. Well, well, you don't know what it's like. And, and they, they present an argument that the guy doesn't have an argument for. Mm-hmm. And so the guy's like, okay, well, I can't argue with that because you're you and I'm me and you're a woman and I'm a man and I really cannot relate to what you said. You know, I've talked about it on here where, you know, I joined the military when I was 18 years old, right out of high school. My ex-wife did the same. And my tour of duty was seagoing so i deployed and i was went on ships and traveled the world because i was in the military not because i was like ooh ooh send me away for 6 to 8 months overseas in the gulf to do this but that was part of my duties and so i went and and as i finished that and my 10 years of the military was coming to an end after you know testing parachutes and everything that i did and I was going to get a more normalized type of position and work for the government, I was like, okay, well, that was great. And she felt like she missed out on, well, you just spent the last 10 years traveling around getting to do mm-hmm. everything, and I didn't get to do that. Now it's my turn. Mm-hmm. And initially I was like, you're, you're right. That, mm-hmm. That's fair. But then as soon as she started doing it, I'm like, it hit me that, well, we're in our 30s now. Yeah. We're not. We, we've got a elementary school child. We are had a house built. We, you know, we were adulting <laughs> right. uh-huh. the correct way and furthering education and getting great paying jobs and progressing within those. And none of that mattered as much as the, this FOMO that she had, mm-hmm. uh, that she missed out on all of these great memories and times that she could have had but didn't. Mm-hmm. And because I felt guilty... I was like, okay, well, we'll have at it. And mm-hmm. then that guilt immediately turned very quickly. And I was like, okay, well, I don't feel bad because I didn't do what you're doing. Yeah. That's not what I did. Well, and I think that, you know, to to be fair, to be fair, right. but to, you know, I guess to almost defend her, like she didn't know what was going on when you were overseas or you did do this and that, you know, because... There was guys that acted like idiots when they were away and deployed. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm sure she heard all of the stories too. And so she probably did think, well, geez, I guess I did miss out. And you got to live a fun, cool life in the military when I got pregnant and was able to, or, and had to stay home with our child. Well, I don't even know what to say to that because that's not a valid defense <laughs> at all. Oh, okay. I mean, if if I was, I mean, there was nothing that ever came out of anything that, that I did. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, I don't even know the best way to say it. 
A, I didn't ever do anything. B, there was never a rumor that I ever did anything. Right. C, there was no hint or suspicion that I was ever up to anything. Uh-huh. So I could buy that defense if it was like, well, you were off doing God knows what. Yeah. When everybody else that cheated or was trying to cheat or got knocked up, it all fucking came out in the wash. Right. And I wasn't even in the rumor mill of any of any that because I was very careful and I wasn't an idiot and I wasn't a bad guy. Yeah. And so I, I could almost buy that uh-huh. if, if there was, well, you put me through hell because you were with God knows who all the time, mm-hmm. and I was sitting here raising our child. But then to in, intentionally volunteer to go, and I was with everybody of the same sex mm-hmm. that I worked with was all guys. Mm-hmm. Everybody I went out with was all guys. Yeah, Hers was completely different. She worked with all guys also, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. she was the only girl. Right. Every time she went out for a drink, it was with all guys. Uh-huh. Every time she went to Vegas, it was with all guys. Yeah. And so it was, she wanted it to be the same on the surface, but even the contributing factors of who was involved made it completely different game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And one of the biggest pieces that everybody wanted to kind of not recognize was Seth was so, my son, was so young when I was traveling, he doesn't even remember it now. I know. Yeah, that's true. And he remembers her. He remembers her, her volunteering and uh-huh. going off and mommy and daddy fighting on the phone all the time because uh-huh. mommy wanted to go off and play whatever yeah, dude, with all the guys she was with. Mm-hmm. And so he was at a form- formidable age where when he started to be like, why do you have to leave? Because I was still traveling for the government even when I worked for the government. And, and I was trying to coach baseball and all that stuff. It was like, you know what? This isn't probably the best way to do this right now. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like, oh, well, you're not going to travel. Okay, well, I'm going to do it now. And it's like, well, no, we, let, this is the time for us to be a family. Just because one of us goes and has to do that for a certain period of time doesn't mean, doesn't the, other mean the other one needs to. to as well. Yeah. You know? I know. Yeah, that's I mean, that, that would be the same thing if with us. Mm-hmm. If I somehow was like, you know what? I'm tired of being on the road. I travel all the time. And then I'm like, And you're like, oh, oh hey, I got a job where I get to travel around. and because You did it yeah. since we've been married, so now it's my turn. Yeah. And I'd be like, well, what the hell? So you just need to make sure that, that stuff's timed yeah. right to where well, I know. when one of you is ready to settle in, the other one can't be ready to take off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very And that's true. what happened with her and uh, I. I know, and that wouldn't happen between mm-hmm. us because, I mean, we're, we are able to enjoy... But hers was a mix of everything we've talked about. It wasn't just jealousy of what I got to do. It was because she got pregnant at 18 uh-huh. and yeah. had a child at, right before she turned 19 or 20. Yeah, for sure, right before she turned 19, mm-hmm. she had a child. And so she was thrust into adulthood. And mm-hmm. so she felt that she missed out on being young and single. and mm-hmm. she. So it was, it was a combination of all of that stuff yeah. that drove her decisions to want to pursue those things. You know, I think that, like, even with, um, like, with women that, that do, I don't know if there's a lot of dudes that do the same thing, honestly. Um, but I was, I was thinking, like, because I, I, I know just so many, I, it just seems like You don't like know as many men that do it as women. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that when it comes down to it, it's. It seems like the the guy is older than mm-hmm. the girl, and the 
you know, he he seems to have lived a little bit, you know, more of a life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then... He got that out of his system. Yeah, got it out of the way. And then she's like, well, I didn't, so mm-hmm. that's not fair. Yeah. When... I mean, really, it, it doesn't matter. You have to grow the fuck up anyway. Yeah, you're, you're, you're saying that the relationship is less important because you didn't get to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Exactly. So, I, I don't know. I mean, I think that, yeah, we, we've kind of talked about the difference how guys and girls handle that stuff anyway with how uh-huh. guys tend to spend their, their time with guys mm-hmm. and girls are different. Yeah. But I think that, you, like going back to the main point of... That person that is obsessed with reclaiming that youth mm-hmm. and, and, you know, once again, it's not being young at heart, being, you know, a mother of three children, you know, and they're both in high school or in college or graduate or adults and acting like you're 20 is is only appealing to less valuable type of people. Mm-hmm. Worthwhile people won't find value in that, in your mm-hmm. behavior, and your actions. No. Uh-huh. And so you're going to attract a very certain kind of, of person of either the same sex or the opposite sex mm-hmm. um, that thinks that that's fun or interesting or or attractive or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that usually can lead to problems. Yeah, I know. Well, even with, even with all of this, <laughs> I think that people, you know, you, you grow up or whatever and then you you get married and then... You marry a person that you realize that they... And maybe it's not even getting married, too. But the person that you married doesn't know how to sustain a home life. Mm-hmm. And they they don't know how to do anything for themselves um, around the house or even, like, pay, pay the bills and stuff well, like that. When I think of sustaining a home life, I... I am I, I I think that very specifically of the person that just can't be content being at home. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're you're like get away from me, homebody. I can't do this. Where every meal has to be eaten out. Like I come over to your house, yeah, you have nothing yeah. in your fucking refrigerator. Yeah, because you eat all of your meals out. That's true. You you know you you. And that is again something that is not financially responsible either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, but th- that's kind of what I think of when I when yeah. I when I when I refer to I gotcha. you can't sustain a home life. It's it's really just you, you can't be content with being at home. Mm-hmm. That what are we going to do tonight? We got we, we got to go out. We got we got to get out there. And I think that sometimes that bug hits people, mm-hmm. and that's fine to get out. We want you to get out, go do things, go experience the world, go see. We don't expect everybody to sit at home all the time. Maybe hermit. <laughs> yeah, but when you just cannot sustain any type of home life. Uh, because you don't go grocery shopping, because you've lived in an apartment or a place for however long, and you've never bought a microwave, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it is, mm-hmm. you know, you you have washer and dryer hookups, but you've spent so much money, you know, going out and partying, you've never bought a washer and dryer, and so you only do laundry like once a month because you just can't seem to bring yourself to do it so you're like reusing old clothes i mean this is guys do that a lot oh gosh and 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 so that's where it's you know you're you you aren't doing that you're you're not a freaking adult you know Mm -hmm. you're like a child at camp that needs activities all the time yeah what is what i mean it's stupid but on uh, jersey shore they say gym 
gym laundry and what? But I'm like, at least those dumbass dudes are doing their laundry. (laughs) But I I think, uh, I mean, yeah, I agree. I totally agree. Like having to, to go out to eat and not cook meals at home, not know how to cook meals at home. Mm -hmm. I think of that kind of stuff. And you're not allowed to count your home meals as leftovers from wherever you went out to eat. (laughs) You go out and get a foot long sub from Subway and you're like, well, I ate at home last night. I had the rest of my, my foot long. Yeah. No, that's not eating at home. I know. You know, you don't have to know how to cook to be able to buy a pack of hamburger helper. Well, I know. And I was just going to say, like, but at the same time, too, like, you need to, I think you need to know how to make something other than fucking ramen. Right. And because if you're eating ramen all the time, that tells me that you're not. Either you're really saving a lot, of, you're trying to save money. Most people just do it because they're lazy, though. And become, I don't know, pay off bills and mm-hmm. pay off student debt or whatever to, to save the money. But I think that, like you said, most people are doing it because they're yeah. lazy. Yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think, that, I think that that's something that you need to, if you want to be an adult, you need to know how to live at home mm-hmm. and not have to rely on going to restaurants and would that tie into the people that don't know how to log in and pay their bills and I think so call I, the water department yeah. to pay by phone or yeah I think that that falls into that and probably the financial stuff mm-hmm. because you I, I think you you need both of those things to yeah to get well, by. I think, I mean, there's, and I guess it kind of ties into the finance piece, but mm-hmm. you know, it's like if someone says, what's your routing number? And you're like, how do I find out what that is? Yeah. You know, you're, have you never looked at a check? Do you know how to write a check? Yeah. I mean, those are things that people don't know. I know. I learned how to that do. In, do I write it and sign it on the back, you know, or, yeah. or, or things like that. You know, people really don't need to know now how to balance a checkbook anymore. That's true. Like they used to, oh, but. I know. Oh, I hated that. Like when, when I was in school and I had to take, it was like a, uh, it was a math elective class mm-hmm. and, um, I had to take it because I failed algebra or something. Right. And so we had to balance a checkbook and I don't know why, but that was, that really like. I don't, I I guess I just had a hard time with it. I don't know. I didn't have, I mean, I still ended up doing it. But then I remember like there was a couple times where I maybe didn't put an entry in or something. Mm. And then my, my teacher's like, yeah, you're, it's not balanced. Mm -hmm. Oh, dang it. What the heck? Yeah. (laughs) Thankfully, I guess I don't have to do that now. Right. Yeah. But at least I know how to do it. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know (laughs) if you do or not now. I'm sure. No. Yeah, but I think, you know, th- there's things like that that, you know, one of the things that you you had said, and you may have even mentioned it on here with, with your ex when you guys broke up, was he had no idea how to how to pay the bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like, didn't know how everything. to log on, didn't know where to go, how do I pay my internet, how mm-hmm. do I, I mean, it's like, how do you not know that stuff? Even if you're not the one that does it every week, you should still know, or every other week, whatever it is, right. you should still know how to do that. Yeah, I know, because... Yeah, at, at some point, that person isn't going to be there 
you know, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, whether it be they leave you or they die, mm-hmm. you, you need to learn how to do that stuff to survive your own life. <laughs> but yeah, he didn't know how to do any of that stuff. And um, I think that your ex probably thought that you didn't know how to yeah, do it. But she did. She, she didn't think I did, which... But my ex, he really didn't yeah. know. I wasn't sure why she... Th- I mean, I, she thought that because she always... She wanted to be in control of the money. Uh-huh. So I was just like, all right, okay. you, you, Have you take care. You're the one spending all of it, so you might as well use it. Whatever you know you're not going to spend to pay bills. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I knew how to do everything. When she moved out, it, was, it wasn't even difficult. It was just setting up the new passwords and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was it. I know. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what else people do? And I don't know how much how much heat we're going to get from from saying this, but people freak the fuck out over just life. Yeah. And <laughs> it's like you don't have to you don't have to freak out. Mm-hmm. It's stuff happens. Yeah. Life happens and people don't know how to handle it people, when it does happen. Yeah, people do not uh, People stress out over non-stressful situations. And the bar in today's society for what is stressful is so fucking low Mm -hmm. that people think that that's stressful. Mm -hmm. I know. And it's just so sad. Um, I don't remember if I talked about it on here, but it was like when I was in that, my company started this some kind of leadership thing that I participated in for a little bit and then realized I knew everything. <laughs> oh my <laughs> no, I'm just God, joking. Seth. But we, uh, you know, we were talking about stress on there and, and people were talking about how, how everything is just so stressful. And it's just everything, every example they gave, I'm like, that's not stressful. Yeah. That's not stressful either. Oh, I know. That was funny. Are you stressful? Yeah. Cause you, yeah, you were listening to my was, side of the yeah. conversation uh-huh. of it. And I was, I finally, I was like, well, I don't stress over any of that stuff. Yeah. And then I made the statement of, you know, I guess once, once you put on an experimental parachute and jump out of an airplane, not knowing if it's going to work or not, everything else is pretty unstressful. <laughs> yeah. And they were just kind of, it was quiet for a minute and they were like, well, that explains a lot. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't think you have to go through that in order to not be stressed out. All the time. I mean, yeah. we, we see parents. I Not a week goes by. I don't see some parent on Facebook freaking out because their kid's got a runny fucking nose. Mm-hmm. What do I do? Looking for recommendations. Mm-hmm. You know, are they, do they have the flu? Do they have meningitis? Do they have croup? Do they, you know, and then, and then you get 400 equally stressed out and anxious parents responding back. And now you all just are having this collective social media panic mm-hmm. over a fucking runny nose. <laughs> Right. When my response to Seth was, you're not sick, you're not staying home from school, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Have a shot of bourbon and <laughs> knock itself out. A shot of bourbon. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so we see, we see parents nowadays freak the fuck out over Little everything things. to do with their kids. Yeah. Um, and we see, we see grown-ass adults who... Make it a habit to self-diagnose. Oh, I know. And drives me absolutely insane. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to see anything on your social media platform about how you suffer from anxiety when you have not been diagnosed with someone as someone with clinical anxiety mm-hmm. or clinical depression or whatever else is out there right now that you want to attribute to those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, those are real problems that real people have, mm-hmm. but everybody wants to make it sound like it's so prevalent that they have that it. They have it. Uh-huh. I know. Well, you know, I, I was thinking about, you know, uh, a couple girls that I <clears throat> that I used to work with, or maybe just one specifically. Um, you know, she would she would freak out about everything, mm-hmm. and what that does to everybody around you, though, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could, uh, her poor f- husband. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just felt so bad for him uh-huh. because it's like, you can't, he couldn't make anything better. Yeah. And no, and none of us could. And I don't know how people like that get through life anyway mm-hmm. when thinking that there is. That everything's the end of the world. Yeah. Every yeah. little thing. And. With with them doing that, it seems like multiple things happen to to them because they're such a negative person or they have such a negative outlook on everything mm-hmm. that it just seems like everything really does seem to happen to well, them. Well, they, they spend so much time worrying, worrying about what's going to happen or reeling from what has happened that they can't refocus to have real solutions to prevent future things from happening. Mm-hmm. So they just end up tossing themselves in this vicious cycle, um, just you know, perpetuated by their own false diagnosis of their anxieties or whatever mm-hmm. it is, and that just tends to make it worse. Yeah. And they mm-hmm. just can't seem to get out of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah. When, if they wouldn't freak out about stuff to begin with, they wouldn't cause all of that mm-hmm. anxiety on themselves. Yeah. And things would be okay. Yep. Well, then they freak out about stuff that's like, and not just that they shouldn't freak out about, but then there's other things that's like, how are you not freaking out about that? I know. That's that true. should freak you out more than what you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, you, your, your kid's got a runny nose, and that's freaking you out, but it's not freaking you out that they're 10 years old and talking right like they're two. Mm-hmm. That's okay with you? All right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, and it, it's, it's just one of those things where they, they mentally shift priorities mm-hmm. and almost kind of On things that pick and choose what they... Be, yeah. Should be important, but... It should be important to them, but they aren't important to them. Or you see people, you know, get picky and actually tr- choose something to freak out about that they feel will get garner them more sympathy. That's true. Than something else. I know. Uh-huh. I mean, being grown up is not running to social media to post all your problems about what you're doing. No. Vague or not. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that vague Get your vague ass so shit out of here. Stupid. That is so stupid. <laughs> that irritates me. Yeah. I know. We, uh, you know what else? Like, people, they don't know how to, they don't know what, like, true multitasking oh, yeah. is, too. They, they just, they, they think that they have a whole bunch of 
shit going on in their life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they do this and do that, but they don't. Yeah. They don't well, you'll, really you'll, know. you'll see people. And once again, it's a social media thing. Social media is just is just raising pussies, and that's that's one of the biggest problems with it. And <laughs> other pussies telling each other that it's okay that you're not a pussy, but you all are pussies. <laughs> so I'll tell you, you're pussy. You're pussy. <laughs> but you'll see somebody get on there and talk about how, oh, here's my day. I had to get up and. And fix breakfast and get ready for work and drop the kids off and, and go to job. And, and then I had to go pick up lunch. And then my kids had this after school. And then I had to go do this. Then I had to go to the gym. And my job requires me to work this. And oh, hashtag multitasking. Or hashtag adulting. Yeah, hashtag adulting. It's like, no. Uh-huh. That's neither one of those. Uh-huh. That's life. Uh-huh. That's what it's like. Well, those are the type of people that will... Uh, oh, and then, then they'll be like, and this is awful for my anxiety. And yeah. they don't have anxiety. Yeah. They just think they do. Yeah. Well, no, but, the, <laughs> but those are the people that will like, that'll say that, you know, my plate is so full and um, just because my plate is smaller than yours doesn't mean that it's, that yours is any better than mine or what's that um what's that saying or it's like a you know you have a plate or whatever yeah and it's not it's not that my plate's less full maybe my plate's smaller yeah something or like something, that something yeah. dumb yeah it's like what uh-huh. what are you talking about no no that's not true because we're doing the same amount of shit that you do yeah and but we don't freaking freak out about yeah. it yeah i'm not freaking out on there and Falling over myself, and if you'd quit going to social media to talk about how small your plate is and how much you're trying to accomplish and can't get anywhere, you might actually get something done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really though. I mean, yeah, it, it's ridiculous what what you see, but but they they want to try to get that excuse and they want to put it out there so others tell them that oh it's, oh, it's okay. okay I'm going through the same thing mm. and 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 you'll get there and J- breathe girl. <laughs> My gosh. I know. And, and it's and like, I, guess, I would love to see these people in actual, true, stressful situations. Yeah. To, to see, to see you know, if what's the, really the, going on. The strong survive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh-huh. What, what was it I said the other day about it's a survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. If we were in the Serengeti, I know a bunch of gazelles that would be eaten up right now. Oh, gosh. I know. Yeah, that's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, even with, I mean, people, people that are not, that aren't adulting, they're lying all the time. Yeah. You, and that really bothers me a lot. People that, that lie because, and it seems like most of the time it's stuff that you shouldn't care to lie about in the it's, first place. This is another one. I mean, and, and you know, we said at the beginning that we, we look at people and it's like, when are you going to grow up? This is one of the biggest ones. Mm-hmm. It's like, are you ever going to hit a point in your fucking adult life where you don't have to lie mm-hmm. about shit that doesn't matter? Mm-hmm. I, it's, I just, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether it's making excuses for yourself, whether it's 
you know, making excuses as to why you don't want to go do something or couldn't attend something or didn't want to be there or whatever it is or, or pe- people just lying for no reason. Lying to themselves. Yes. Too. And they, they actually kind of start to believe it. Yeah, I know. That's really sad. You know, again, like when I was young, I I lied when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember my mom getting like really mad at me for lying. And I don't know. And I, I was always like, why did I lie? Mm-hmm. Why do, why am I doing this? Why did, why didn't I just tell her the truth? And I, I did it because I didn't want to get in trouble, mm-hmm. but these people like, why are you lying? Yeah. You don't. Are you, do you really think like you're how, like how I felt? You're not going to get in trouble. One part of the problem with, with these adult liars is they're stupid and they think everybody else is as dumb as they are. That's and that, nope, that we all can't tell you're full of shit. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, oh, they bought that. It's like, no, none of us bought it. We just don't care enough about your stupid lie to call you out on the carpet. Mm-hmm. If you want to lie for no reason, lie for no reason. You just lose a lot of respect in mm-hmm. the process because we all know you're full of shit. Yeah, we all know you're lying. I mean, and and it's one of those things where I, I've I've had people, you know, work for me where I knew they were lying through their teeth, mm-hmm. and so I would ask questions, kind of give them an opportunity to come full circle and fix it, and they don't. They just get so attached to the lie, and and you can tell that they're really trying to convince themselves that this happened, and just because someone doesn't say you're a fucking liar doesn't mean you got away with it. <laughs> yeah. Or that anybody believes Yeah, or that anybody bought believes it. You. Yeah. Uh-huh. And it always catches up with them. Oh, always. 100% mm-hmm. always. And that's, I guess that's one thing that I did learn when I was young is that I always got caught. Yeah. Always. It was, it was just a matter of time mm-hmm. for my parents to call me out on it, yeah. really, you know. But I think that uh, another... Another thing is people being indecisive, though. Yeah. That's another big one with, uh, with not adulting. Mm-hmm. I mean, make a decision and st- stand by your decision, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I think that people just don't know how to do that. Yeah. They, people are so scared of making the wrong decision that they are just comfortable making no decision at all. And I'm not talking about where do you want to eat tonight. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. That's a that's a typical woman thing. Yeah. That's not what I'm talking about. It, mm-hmm. It's just bigger things in life that require some kind of decision where somebody's just like, well, I just don't know what to do. I just don't know what to do. And 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 that sense of overwhelming overwhelmingness that kicks in because you have to decide something. Mm-hmm. Um, suck it up. Yeah. Make a decision. Mm-hmm. You know, and stand by it. And if it was the wrong decision, admit it. Yeah, I know. And that, you don't have to die on that hill. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with admitting that you were wrong and that you know you need to change something because mm-hmm. you do. <laughs> yeah, you do need to change it and and just make sure that you do, don't make the same mistakes twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, with all of this, really, I I think back to. When I was in my early to mid twenties, and I remember, I remember my dad telling me, "Well, at least you got you know like 
some of your bad your bad stuff out of the way but before you turn 25 mm-hmm. and i think that always like stuck with me yeah because after after i turned 25 i tried my best i guess not to make really bad decisions mm-hmm. and i think that yeah you're gonna make mistakes you're gonna especially you know our younger our younger listeners you're gonna you know have financial stuff that you don't know about yet and stuff but you live and you'll you'll learn along the way mm-hmm. and that's what that's definitely one thing that i think we both did is and that's why we're in a good relationship now mm-hmm. because we learned from our mistakes and our past. Yeah. And we're not making those mistakes now, putting each other through that. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that, you know, you, I, I, you know, I've said it on here before that I, I give people a buffer uh, as far as when they're growing up and, and turning into adults that <clears throat> you have a certain window. And I, I guess 25 is a decent enough number to get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And and the decisions that you make after that should be less, and, or I'm sorry, the, the bad decisions you make after that should hopefully become less and less yeah. with not very serious consequences. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think that we, we've both just been exposed to so many people around our age or older that just... And this 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 was not directed to the the twenty three year old no, person. I know this is directed to that adult, yeah. real adult, middle aged adult that just can't seem to figure out what the fuck they're doing. Mm-hmm. And I guess one of the other things that, that we could have put on here is you don't take accountability. Yeah. Everything's everybody else's fault. Mm-hmm. Not taking accountability. That is a huge one. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't put that on there. For what you've yeah. done. Well, I'm adding it right now. Well, add it. You know, not taking accountability, mm-hmm. personal accountability for your own actions and decisions is, is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that's that's a sign of weakness. That's a huge sign of immaturity. Um, and once again, it's okay to make those mistakes and learn from them. And it's okay to be older and make mistakes and learn from them. Mm-hmm. But to voluntarily continue to make the same stupid mistakes and not learn a damn thing mm-hmm. and kind of almost get creative to make the same mistake in a different way. Yeah, it's I just, know. It's I... just weird. I mean, no, no, we're not even talking about you should know what you want to do with your life. It's it's way simpler than that. Uh-huh. I know. Yeah, and you're you're holding yourself back and you're not mm-hmm. learning and you're not growing. Well, and, and, and I always, it's the same thing I, I posed relationships that, you know, if you're having this problem in your relationship now, what's making it disappear and not going to be there in five years? And it's the same thing I would say to these people that have not figured out how to transition into adulthood. What are you doing right now? What are the steps you take, are you taking right now to ensure you're not a clueless idiot in five years, mm-hmm. that you're financially stable in four years that you are making better decisions in two years you know, or whatever it is, what are the steps you're taking? Because it's not obviously based on the amount of people that we've seen do this. It's not a switch that can be flipped and it doesn't just quote unquote click right. that you're going to all of a sudden pull your head out of your own ass and become a functioning adult. <laughs> it has to be deliberate action after deliberate action. That's going to be good decision, good decision, good decision 
and you do it intentionally. Continue. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And you maintain consistency that way. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I still see people that I'm, they're like, oh, I'll just, I'll worry about that later. And it's like, what's, what's later? I know. You, you're closer to retirement than you are when you started working as an adult. What does that look like? Mm-hmm. You know, are you going to be this stupid when you're 65 and 70? Uh, yeah. Uh, well, and like I said in the beginning, they're going to be the people that you're complaining about. Yep. The, and hopefully you're not. I mean, hopefully you do listen to this and you do realize that I do need to take my head out of my own ass and get my shit together. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. Yeah. Grow but, up. Yeah. Grow the F up. And start adulting, if that's what, if that's what you like to call it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and real adulting. Yeah, not just this dumb shit little yeah. stuff. But I think that is a a good ending to our episode today. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, thank you all for listening. Don't forget to um, join our easy our, our speakeasy page. Mm-hmm. And our group and uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. I guess for anybody that follows our social media stuff, next week it's going to be minimal because we're oh, going to yeah. be very minimal away. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to go back on the Jericho cruise. Yeah. And so we don't, I'm not spending 200 bucks on an internet package, so we won't be posting while we're there. So you're not going to get daily posts and all that yeah. stuff. And uh-huh. so it'll be. Kind of a week off. Maybe they'll have minimal stuff. We'll still do a wrap up episode for when we come back. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Or maybe then when we go when we get there or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe. The interaction throughout the week's gonna be pretty minimal. Minimal. Yeah. Uh huh. But yes, thank you all for listening and um, like us and or rate us, review us on iTunes mm-hmm. and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. <laughs>